The Model United Nations, or Model UN, is a program offered at both the secondary and post-secondary levels. Students who participate in this program prepare for months before attending a Model UN competition where they engage in a mock United Nations session. Here to talk to us today is Matt Campesino, who is a veteran teacher with over 20 years of experience. Matt is the social studies department head at Highland High School in Gilbert, Arizona, and he also happens to be Highland's sponsor for Model UN. Hi, I'm Peter. I'm Marcus. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Prep Hour. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Matt, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. No problem. I didn't want you here, but Marcus <laughs> said. <laughs> well, my stipulation was as long as Mark Tawney's not here, I'll do it. And I appreciate you guys making that happen. <laughs> yeah, we took care of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mark uh, is not with us today. I mean, just today. He's right. still with us, <laughs> just not today. <laughs> we think. I don't know. <laughs> all right, all right, Matt. Let's. Uh, well, let's get into this. First of all, um, just for our viewers, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in education. Sure. Um, I've been a teacher for this is my twenty third year, all in Gilbert Public Schools, and. Uh, Got my degree from Fort Hayes State University, go Tigers, out in Kansas, and moved down here and started coaching, or excuse me, teaching elementary school PE. Did that for about seven years and then jumped up to the junior high, did a couple years there. Uh, and that's where I got into social studies and then moved over to Highland High School and have been teaching the U.S. history portion of the block class for, I believe this is my 15th year. And then I've taught a bunch of other stuff in between history and music, uh, a couple of, um, oh gosh, I'm Cambridge classes and things like that. And now I'm also doing some AP seminar and AP research and, uh, yeah, still going strong. So, all right. Well, um, obviously, um, you do a lot of stuff, um, at the schools, um, and haven't had for over 20 years here, Matt, but, uh, model UN's, uh, fairly new at Highland. And so you want to go ahead and just like, tell us generally what is model UN? Sure. Um, we've been doing it here for the past basically three years. I started the year before COVID, then COVID hit and we didn't have anything that year. Um, and then last year was all online and it was a little wonky and kind of just was what it was. We made the best of it. And then we're kind of back to in-person this year. But Model UN is basically, it's an academic extracurricular activity where kids come in and for every six kids we get in the club, we get to choose a, a country that we represent. Um, and what kids have to do is come up and design these policy papers um, for a specific committee. And then they have to basically at our competitions go and argue their point of view as if they are the country. Um, this year we're representing Ethiopia, France, New Zealand, and Greece. And um, once they have a chance to get up and start talking about their policy papers and stuff like that, they have to field questions, ask questions. Um, and as they go throughout, they also have to develop or, or try to develop a resolution to these specific issues. So it's, it's a bit of work and it, it's definitely a challenge for, for them and for, for me and for you, the co-sponsor. Don't <laughs> let that slide by there. Um, but it's, it's cool. It's fun to watch. And uh, it, it's definitely been something that, 
has uh, gotten me a little bit out of my comfort zone, but in a good way. So, so how how hard was it to get? So, if somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, you know, our school, this would be something that's good for our school because one of the reasons sure. we want to showcase stuff like this is so other teachers can hear it and other schools start yeah, to incorporate yeah, this and just to kind of showcase it as in, hey, this is what your public school is doing for your students. Like, how, what is the process? A lot of paperwork? Is it? No, I would assume it's different for every district. But for us, it was, you know, basically just the paperwork it takes to charter a club. And then once you get accepted, it's really just the toughest part is trying to get kids interested and let them know that it's out there. That's That's been the challenge uh, coming out of COVID more than anything is letting them know, that, hey, this is available. Um, and on a campus like ours where we're a little over 3,000 people and, and we offer so many programs getting people to be interested in this one has been a little bit tough, but yeah, those, those have been the, the biggest challenges to it. But once you get into it, really, um, depending on where you're at, if you're in Arizona, where we are, we have a couple of campuses, uh, Westwood and Hamilton that offer some practice for us that where it's like non-competitive or I should say less competitive where kids get to go and actually go do model UN. Cause it's really difficult to explain to a, to a kid who's 15, 16 years old, like what model UN is, they have to go in there and prepare and then go give their speech and do all that kind of stuff. But getting it going is the, the toughest part is just getting kids. Um, but it's, it's a great academic alternative for kids who are looking for a challenge, looking to kind of push themselves a little. And it's not speech and debate where you're just sitting around arguing with people or mm-hmm. anything like that. There's a bit of research that goes into it. It's a very specific point of view. Um, and it's a good, it's a, I mean, it's an awesome challenge for kids because it's work and, and it's a little bit of extra work. And, you know, <laughs> that's been one of the challenges too. Cause when some kids figure out, oh, I got to write two policy papers and I got to practice speaking in front of people and I got to get up and try and score points and hit deadlines, that, that kind of weeds a few out. But that's like anything. Any. So how many kids do you get? So our first year, we had a really strong, interest we had about 24 and we took i think out of the 24 that started around 20 to the state competition um and then we were that strong heading into the covid year and then that hit and we dipped i think we had eight online last year maybe yeah that's tough online <clears throat> yeah it was i mean and we i mean it's not like we were exclusive to that that was pretty yeah. much on all campuses yeah. it was just a battle to to stay with it Coming back this year, <laughs> I, sw- I think we started with around 26 to 30, and now I'm down That's- to 14. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, 26 to 30 to start off with those. Yeah, it was, it was, everyone was pumped. And, you know, when you don't know what something is and you're kind of excited about mm-hmm. it, everyone's kind of got a little bit of energy. And then, you know, by the second meeting, I'm like, all right, here's what we're, here's really what model UN looks like and then you lose a few and then you get a country and you're like okay here's your committee and here's the the policies you get to write and you lose a few more and uh and then you tell them okay if you're going to do this you got to commit to these two uh you know these two dates that are for sure's and if you miss them and that kind of thing and and you lose a couple more so it's you know it's an attrition thing but knock on wood we've it's not about, I don't care if we have a huge group. I, I just want the right kids and the right kids are the ones that want to be there. Mm-hmm. So. so what does day two look like when you tell them, I mean, what are they going to do? I've never been. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so what they actually do in the program is when they come in and we get a country. So for every six kids we get, we get a country. And then 
each one of those six kids in the country will get a committee that they're on. Um, so whether it deals with water issues or um, global warming or women's issues or whatever, I usually let the kids choose their committee because I don't want to tell them you have to do this and go do research on yeah. something that you have no interest in. Like, And the kids that come to Model UN have a pretty good grasp on worldly things. They're a little bit, you know, they, they can see a bit the broader view. Um, so I let them pick their committee. And then they meet not only with their countries, but their committees. And then they really start to do research on their specific country because they don't just represent their country in Model UN. They are the country. So they're the mouthpiece for this is what we want to see happen. This is what we've done in the past. And when they write those policy papers, that's what they're discussing is here's here's how we've handled things prior to this. Here's where our vision is for handling these problems. But it has to be very succinct. Um, and I've had some awesome help with uh, Dr. Brian Dilley at MCC, uh, Brian Buck at Westwood. Th those two guys run awesome programs and have really helped me to to get to the kids the specifics of what they need but when they write the papers there's a very strict format it can be it has to be you know single space three paragraphs no more than uh you know one page and i'm talking like if it goes over by a line they're not reading it kind of thing so they're very particular about the way things are done and you know teaching teenage kids to do that is it's a, it's a challenge mm -hmm. and because sometimes they think well i'll go over by a sentence or two and we'll be fine and 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 you're not fine. Yeah. <laughs> There's rules for a reason and <laughs> yeah. everybody abides by them and that kind of thing. So that's and that's what we take to our competitions are those two policy papers. And then they go basically argue the merits of it and try to gain support for a resolution to their problem. So So what has been some So you've had a few classes. Mhm. Mm what has been some of the feedback from students? Is this <clears throat> something that they when they leave they're kind of like, "Okay, it was what I expected." I, I, I kind of had some assumptions and, and, and I proved those right. And I didn't really learn anything or did sure. they come out of this going, wow, that was really eye-opening or. I think for the most part, kids have had a really positive experience. The ones who get like their eyes open the widest and it's not quite what they expected. Typically they wash out before they get to do any of the fun stuff. Um, and the ones who go through the experience have all been very positive about it because it's unique. It's very academic, but it's also there's a competition aspect to it because you're getting scored on your paper. You're getting scored on your speaking. You're getting scored on your dress. You're getting scored on your resolution writing, and it all goes into this formula. And so you're, you're trying to win. You're trying to help your teammates out. You're trying to do your part. Um, and kids don't often get to see that in a, in a non-athletic way. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest eye opener for me because I've always been a sports guy and coach football forever and, and love competition. And this was just another way for me to try to try to do that and compete against good schools in the East Valley mm -hmm. out here. And, and I think kids liked that opportunity as much as anything like, Oh, we can go and, you know, compete, but I don't have to go to practice for six hours a day or, you know, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. And, and they get to show that off. And, and it's been fun to watch. And, and they like when they're in it, they they get into it a lot. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> they they get competitive when it's when it's time for sure. So. Yeah, it's kind of cool to see because I coach sports as well and then also did academic decathlon. And mm -hmm. it's really cool because you. So it's, different yeah, it's cool to see the athletic part of it because you see teenagers doing stuff. And you're like, man, 
how the heck do they do? Like, if I went to school now, I would not be able to compete with these kids. These kids are yeah. good, man. Uh, intellectually or academically, it's amazing what some of them, and I think people forget about that in the schools. It's like the academic stuff and competitions that are going on in schools. I mean, these kids will blow you away. Like some Absolutely. of the stuff that come out of their mouths, I'm like, oh, man. And the coolest part is when, when, when they realize that they're capable of doing it and they, they enjoy it. They're like, oh, man, I... I just asked this guy a question or I gave him an answer that he wasn't expecting because I was prepared. I did my homework. I wrote my paper. I was, I was good to go. And now I can, I can handle the things that come my way. And, and when they compete like that, just like physically you're pushing yourself to your limit, kind of, they're doing the same thing in here. And I know that might seem kind of a, a bit of an over-exaggeration, but they're asked to do a lot of work and yeah. the ones who do like <clears throat> go all in. So well, I think like, you know, if, if people can imagine this, like we're putting, um, you know, it depends on the competition, but sometimes 30 students in a room, mm -hmm. sometimes more, right? Yeah. And they're expected to be professional, which is a great experience for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're dressed up yeah. to the T, right? Yeah, especially nowadays, they need that. Um, but then they also, you know, they're interacting with each other in a way that's, it's competitive, but there's, there's, there's rules of engagement, so they have sure. to abide by those. Yep. Um, and, and they're having to have these like professional conversations with each other, um, in an environment that's really competitive. So, um, and, and so I think it's, it's, that might be hard for people to kind of imagine, but it's a great experience for these kids. And I think one, t one thing also that's not unique, but just along the same lines of athletics is like the, the more you practice, the better practice, the more prepared you feel and the better you perform. Well, it's the same thing with this. Nobody wants to get up in front of a room full of delegates and get asked a question and not know the answer to that question mm -hmm. or look like they didn't write a good paper or they didn't do the research they should have. Um, cause that's, you know, it's like any, it's embarrassing and, and nobody wants that. So they, they really do push themselves to be, be ready to handle themselves when those, op, when those kind of things come their way. So it, it's cool. What um, so when you go to the competition, they prepare these policy papers, and you know you you mentioned it's not speech and debate. Sure. So what actually is the goal? Like, what are the students trying to accomplish? Um, gotcha. So with the policy, they're trying to get out their country's I don't want to say agenda, but their viewpoint to a specific issue. Um, let me look at my paper here. So this this year, uh, humanitarian aid, debt and development, climate change, and war zones. Thing, and there's a few others, but what they're trying to do is state that where their country stands on that issue. And then when it comes time to get some allies and put together a resolution, people or other countries will, you know, if you did a good job with your policy paper, then they're going to kind of flock to you and let you kind of take the lead on developing some of those things or try to get your support for their resolution and, and things like that. So, it it's a complex thing because you have to have a good policy paper, but you also have to be good at resolution writing and you have to be able to handle the question because your country will be, could be, you know, allies with some people, but there are some people in that room who want to make it look like, Hey, our policy is better and has worked better and our resolution is better and will work better. And so you get these kind of individual battles and then you get these like collective group battles going. I don't want to say battles, but yeah. you know, battle of the wit battle of model UN <laughs> supremacy sort of things. <laughs> and it's fun to see kids get like fired up about it. Like they do. Like when we go to MCC for the big state competition, I would say there's about 80 high schools there from the state of Arizona. 
and uh, and everyone wants to put their best foot forward and 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 get some take home some hardware because they give awards for best delegate, best country, best resolution, best policy. So there's a lot there's a lot of opportunities to be successful, uh, both individually and as a team. And those those kids, um, when they the competitive ones especially and and a couple of years ago we had a couple that were like <laughs> they did not like losing and and they they competed and it was it was fun to watch it was really cool it was way different than you know me being on the football field and telling the kid you know to do it again do it again do it again and and that kind of thing cuz it was it's all on the kids i you know the kids we have at highland and that we've had in model un their success has very little to do with anything I do. It's it's me giving them a, a map and encouraging them to go follow that map, and then they push each other more than anything. So, so is it? Could you run it as a class? Like, if you made it a class, a specific class, would yeah, it be better so, to run like that, or is it, is it? I don't think so, personally. Just be just personally speaking, and I know there are some schools that run like their AP Comprehensive Government class. And those kids are the model UN and they spend a lot of time writing policy papers and a lot of time studying the things it takes to, to be knowledgeable about specific countries and alliances and stuff like that. I like it better as a club because there's no like state standards or, you know, any kind of uh, specific curriculum for model UN as as a class that I'm aware of anyway. I've been doing this for not very long, so <laughs> there may be something out there. But on our campus, kids have so much going on between sports, AP classes, music program. Um, I'm assuming this would be, if it were a class, it would be an elective, and I, I don't know how much traction that yeah. a Model UN class yeah. would have when kids are jockeying to get into you know, some pretty impressive schools I don't know that they're going to look and go, oh, this kid took the Model UN for a class, and I don't know. I don't know that it would benefit our kids in any way. So, so, so I'm assuming it's open ninth through twelfth. Yeah, I, I kind of encourage ten through twelve. It's open in ninth graders. We have a couple freshmen this year, um, but as you know, freshmen who come into high school, their yeah. heads are spinning already. And to for me to add on, and I don't mind if a kid wants to do it. I'm not going to tell them no, they can't or anything. But it's really tough to to be a freshman and you know, you're trying to learn your way around this huge school. And if you have another club or activity you do, and and now this isn't like a club where you just go and get information and talk with your peers. Like you got to do stuff. And if you don't, you're not only letting yourself down, but you're, you're letting your country down um, quite literally. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so you're letting your country down and you know, because there's a competition aspect to it, Mm -hmm. it's, there's it's a little bit more than to than just a club for fun. It is for fun, but there's there's a little bit more to yeah. it than that. So yeah, and like you said, the other the other students will kind of if you're there to just kind of waste space <laughs> or lack yeah, of a better word. Time, yeah. yeah, you know the other, the other students are gonna you know push you a little bit or or push you out. I guess. Yeah, and they you know we haven't been doing it for super long, but we've had a couple kids who are just kind of along for the ride. And that's another cool thing is like you don't have to be ultra competitive. There's mm-hmm. a spot for the kid who just wants to be involved in something yeah. too. But in this club, if you want to be involved, you got to be involved. You can't just be on the sideline watching and kind of feeling out whether you think you're going to like it or not. Like you have to kind of do the work that comes with it. So 
And I think that's a little bit different than some of the clubs that are on campus. Not all of them, but yeah. So Jeez, if a yeah. teacher wants to start up the club at their school, mm-hmm. like what do you have any tips for those teachers? Like what did what did you do or think about? You know, so like, I was very help you with yeah. Kind of I, I got very lucky. I was fortunate because um, Dr. Dilly over at Mesa Community College, I had taught his daughter in one of my AP classes, and then I have his other daughter in my current one. And so I had a little bit of a relationship with him already, and I knew he had done the Model UN, and he kind of asked me, hey, why come Highland doesn't do this? And after his oldest had graduated and left, you know, I quit coaching varsity football and was looking for another challenge and kind of circled back around to this. And uh, there was enough interest from some kids that were like, you know, if you start it, we'll, we'll be there and we'll do it with you. So the lucky part was I could send an email over to him and I knew he would be like, because he was sending his kids here that he would, he wanted us to be successful. He wants everybody to be successful. So I had some great resources with his help. And then just honestly, the, the model UN community in, at least in the East Valley between Westwood High School and Mr. Buck and, um, Sherry Hedricks over at, um, Hamilton, having those two around has been awesome because they're like, you know, they're sharing materials, giving you websites, giving you tips, answering my questions about how to handle kids and this and that. Cause they're, they're the pros at it. I'm, I'm still just kind of got my feet in the pool here, <laughs> trying to figure it out. So that's fun. Yeah. So that's I've been, fun. I've been lucky in, in that way. But for somebody new, like there are so many resources online and the, the Mesa Community College website would be the one, um, spot that has so much to offer. There's the model UN app that has a lot to help kids with. So there are definitely places to look. And then honestly, I had no clue where to start or what I was doing the first year. I just had this group of kids and I was like, okay, we're all in this together. So here we go. And we just kind of chipped away and figured it out. And, and, and what, and what place Matthew Compassini <laughs> that first year? Yeah. Out of 80 something schools, the first year we ended up taking fourth place Damn. overall, which was nice. And those That's kids really though, good. like they wanted to knock the, the, the King off the, off yeah. the throne there. They were, that's uh-huh. all they cared about. They didn't, like, awesome. I don't care what country yeah. you get. We just want to beat, <laughs> we want to beat the champions. We don't care what it looks like. So that was like, oh, cool! I could, uh, I could deal with a group of kids that want to compete, mm-hmm. and and this year it's a little bit different. Like there are some competitors, and there are some kids that are just good friends and and want to do some challenging things together and and just have fun and go through the experience. And that's so fine too. It's I mean, awesome. It's, it's awesome. It should be their experience. I, it yeah. is. It's totally their experience. I'm the one who's got to adjust to that, not them. They're, this is their club. It's a totally student centered club. Like I said, it has very little to do with me. I just try to give directions and, you know, order buses and stuff like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, well, then let me ask you this then as a teacher, cause you said this is different than anything you've really done before. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I think it is a super unique program. What, uh, what have you learned? So man, I've learned a lot. Um, it's been one of the challenges for me is like any other arena I've been in, whether it's sports or teaching you're when it comes time to like perform or do you're out there with the kids and I remember going to the first competition and they all walked into their rooms and I'm like, what the hell do I do? <laughs> what do I do? Like, is there a job for me? Should I be in somewhere? Should I be taking notes? Should I be, and they were like, no, they're, you know, they're either prepared or they're not. So, 
So you, you, I just kind of bounced around from room to room and just tried to catch my people giving a speech or my people writing a resolution or whatever. And so I've learned that a lot of things are very much out of my control. Yeah, as much as I want to be in control of like a lot of the aspects of it, it, it I learned it's not me, it's, it's the kids. And that was a cool thing to learn because as the adult and the teacher who's been doing this for 20 years, you always feel like you're in control. And I learned real quick that I had that I wasn't and and that was that was fine too. And and I think some other stuff I've learned just about kids is like some of them are very academically competitive and some of them just want that other experience and and again that goes that's that's my adjustment that I have to make that's not theirs at all. I, I I'm not trying to talk anyone out of just getting the experience because if they're willing to stick it out and write the papers and stuff then but they're a little, you know, gun shy to get up and talk or they don't want to ask questions and stuff then Whatever, I give them kudos for just showing up and writing the papers and and sticking it out. Because honestly, in this day and age, for kids to start something and finish it, that's I don't want to say it's rare, but I I I appreciate that. Because you see some kids who, whether it's other teachers or parents or their peer pressure, they they make it real easy for them to just. Eh, it's hard. I don't want to do it. I'll just stop doing it. And and the kids who stick it out, I give them kudos, man. So I've learned a lot about that part of it as well so i have a final question most important one of the day <laughs> who's the best freaking bus driver you've ever <laughs> <Yeah>. had <laughs> so that's the one piece of advice i will give you is get a co-sponsor who can drive an activity van because uh, <laughs> i'm not able to do that so when we have to go to other schools uh which this seems like an appropriate time to tell you you're going to be driving everybody to mc oh good yeah <laughs> <laughs> all uh, right Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Big takeaway from this is uh, Model UN. We'll have the links to Maricopa Community Colleges where you can look up Model UN stuff. We'll also have a link to the app that Matt talked about earlier and any other links that he thinks you guys might need. We'll put those in the show notes. Also, another big takeaway, public schools do awesome things for your kids, and we try to do as much as we can for them. So, you know involved support follow us on instagram facebook and twitter i always forget about twitter the twitter <laughs> screw them <laughs> and twitter at prep hour podcast until next time stay curious <laughs>